What's good, sis? Welcome to the Good Girl Gone Real podcast, where we're on a mission to unravel our own BS without losing ourselves in the process. I'm your host, Brittany, and I'm leading the charge for us to recognize, unlearn, and heal from much of what the world has convinced us we have to tolerate to be the right kind of person, the good kind of girl. The truth is, I've always known who I am, and I'll bet you have too. It's other people who told us that there was something wrong with the way that we are. So, if you're a person who operates authentically, is ready to step fully into your whole existence, live your whole truth, other people's opinions be damned, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to drop some truth bombs, discuss topics that make you go, hmm, and give you the permission to fully do you. Sometimes I'll be flying solo. But I also know many a bad broad who lives her life out loud and isn't afraid to be who she is or say how she feels. Here's your invitation to step up to the plate. You're in great company. Today's episode is about creating priorities. You can create priorities for yourself and still be a good girl. You're allowed to create the priorities of your life and not feel guilty about them. Um, And that's going to be the most of the fodder for today's episode. So if you want to think about how you want your life to feel, what you want your life to look like, who do you want in it, how do you want to feel in your body, Um, and maybe how to do some goal setting that assists in those things. Um, that's going to be the fodder for today's lesson. So stay tuned. Okay. So I want to talk about priorities today because I feel like, um, it's not that we don't know that we can set them. It's not that we probably haven't tried and failed to do so. But, um, the thing about prioritizing is, when we don't make sure things happen that we want to happen, um, and only us can make sure to do those things for ourselves, even though we sometimes think other people should be more invested in our priorities than they tend to be, um, you can let your whole life go by or let a whole period of time go by and then have something, bam, smack you in the face and then it's too late to do the thing you wanted to do or the opportunity has elapsed or honestly not to be macabre but things die people die um relationships end or situations end and then you're just left going dang I wish I had done that and I don't want you to do that girlfriend that's why I'm recording this episode um as I'm sitting here to be honest I'm a little upset because my pet chameleon died this morning, um, and it was sort of a thing that wasn't preventable, but actually, um, I think it was it was a bit more preventable than um, the party who I thought shared the priority of um, taking care of him uh, made it seem. And so... This will be a little bit of me working out the mental gymnastics of my anger. So I apologize if I, you know, get a little swole in the chest voice-wise because I am, of course, I loved my chameleon and I'm very sad that he's gone, but I'm 
more upset that the person who I thought we had a shared understanding of making him a priority just kind of doesn't seem to care about it. And, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes it's like that. People see different things in their lives. That's why I'm here talking to you about how to take control of yours. So what I really want to talk about first is how you want to feel in your life. And if you've been watching my, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook and look at my stories, you've been seeing me talk about this a lot. Um, With the world changing again (laughs) um, and things sort of us creating quote-unquote new new normals for ourselves. As you're doing that, I want you to think about how you want to feel. Um, instead of just throwing dates on a calendar, um, going back to the have-to-do, even though we are, I, many of us are glad to be able to get out of our houses and sort of do things again, um, what I want to caution you from doing is going back to the gotta do this, gotta do that, just autopilot feeling that a lot of us are guilty of, you know, falling into. It's very easy to do. Uh, virtual hand raise here. Um, instead, when you're prioritizing things, I want you to think about how you want to feel. Like, how do you want to feel on a Saturday afternoon uh, when the sun is streaming in your window at 2 p.m.? What do you want to be doing during that time? How do you want to feel on Monday morning... <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, Mondays can be hard, so, um, but they don't have to be. Uh, on Monday morning, when you are walking back into your office for the first time, okay, maybe not the first time, that's going to feel weird, but um, let's say a month from the first time you walk back into your office, if you've been re- remote working, what do you want your Mondays to feel like? You don't want to go in necessarily feeling like you've got a case of the Mondays, right? You want to... um well, I don't know. I don't want to tell you what you want to feel like, but I know that you can picture that feeling. Or on a Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m., what do you want to feel like then? Um, why do I ask these things? Because we have to be sort of intentional about building in. I've mentioned a little bits of joy, but even just bits of normalcy or honestly breaks, that's going to be a huge priority for me as I go physically back into an office. Um, not that I did not, you know, take a short break here, go stand outside there for a few seconds, but especially with the nature of what I do, um, meeting, meeting life back to back to back to back is just really sort of how things work for me. Or I can imagine if you work in a call center or I know a lot of military folks, like it's not like you have a ton of time, even though you could technically, uh, have a break built into your day. If you don't prioritize that, sis, it's not happening. So as you're thinking about how to set up um, your week, your month, your next two months, your next three months, your the rest of your year, I want you to think about how you want to feel um, and get really specific. Like I said, <laughs> that Saturday at 2 p.m., whether the sun is shining or it's raining, that Thursday at 3 p.m., that Monday morning, what do you want to feel like then? And what can you implement in your life to help those feelings happen? Um, I, Because I'm a nerd, of course, a nerd for a living, um, 
I watch a lot of documentaries in my free time, and I just learned yesterday that there are neurons on your heart muscle. And without going too far into what that means, neurons basically are the things that fire in our brain to like send messages from one little synapse to another. And I, I'll try not to get too uh, medically jargony, but basically that now means that scientists understand there's a connect... Uh, Sorry, y'all. <laughs> There's a direct connection from the brain to the heart. Um, and I know that we like cute little cartoons. I don't know if you've ever seen the one where there's the brain saying something and the heart saying something. The heart is usually running away and, you know, fa-la-la, que-sera. And the brain is like, dude, rein it in. Now we know that there is a direct connection between those things. So why am I mentioning that? Why did I give you a mini medical lesson? Um... Because I think it's really important to understand that the way we feel is not just about how we're feeling in the moment. Like, it would be great to feel wonderful on that Saturday at 2 p.m. with the sun streaming in. But, like, it literally has effect on your body this morning. Or, it's had... Y'all can tell from my tongue tiredness. (laughs) My anger is having an effect on my ability to record this right now. Um, But your brain and your heart actually talk. So you both want to focus on the way you want to feel while you're prioritizing things, but also knowing that now we've been, we've generally been taught that the brain and the heart are so separate and one is sort of off doing its own thing, feeling, quote unquote, while your brain is being logical and doing other things. Now that we know that there's a connection, there's no excuse for us to, um, not consider that both things have the ability to work at the same time. So if you want to feel euphoric on that Saturday at 2 p.m., then what will you be doing to induce euphoria? You could be watching the show. Definitely recommend. (laughs) You could have some ice. You can build in an ice cream date with yourself. Um, If you don't live in the desert like me, uh, you could go for a run. Like, what would you normally be doing then? If you don't know, I encourage you to think about it a little bit. If you're a calendar person, write down some things, yo. Like, (laughs) write in the ice cream date with yourself, um, or seeing a good friend, or going for a scenic drive, whatever it is that will bring you joy, uh, not just on Saturday, but especially in work weeks, I think, too. Um, I know many people have worked this whole time during COVID times or have been back before now, but for me as a person going back into my office, I will be prioritizing a short stroll around campus before it gets super duper hot or maybe walking over to the student coffee shop where they make, um, lots of wonderful treats, um, that I try to moderately limit myself to because they're so tasty. Um, And so you can sort of build in how you want to feel um, by taking stock of the things that bring you joy and what you're capable of. Obviously, joy at your house is a different thing than joy in your workplace, but you can, you have the ability to build some things in for yourself. Okay, I have probably beaten that. Um like a dead horse, which is totally not funny right now. Um, but you get the gist. So I will move on to my next point, which is what do you want your life to look like? Um, and I won't spend too much time on this one because it's very closely connected with how you want to feel. Um, you have to 
intentionally build what you want your life to look like to induce those feelings. So as I mentioned, putting that coffee date on the calendar, putting a date with a friend, um, all those things are things to look forward to. Little ways that I like to say you trick your brain into being able to either get through monotonous or unfulfilling or even just difficult times. Like, if you build in some things to look forward to, then it can give you just a little bit of a push to keep going when something is tough. So, um, you don't have to necessarily do that on a calendar, obviously, either, but, like, if you're a workout warrior, which, you know, I sort of feel like I am, but I definitely need to plan in advance when I'm going to do that workout, because if I do not, and I don't know what it is, and I also don't mix it up, I'm not going, y'all. <laughs> and I'm definitely a uh, three days is a extended break, five days leads to six months on the couch. Um, I definitely know that about myself at this point in my life. So um, while you don't have to write it down on a calendar, especially if you get bored like me, for instance, I make sure I go to, and it's been a little different with COVID, obviously, but um, in non-COVID times previously, I would build in um, a dance class, a yoga class, a few days worth of weights, and then some sort of active rest that's like a hike or a walk or something like that. I need that mix of things in my life because they give me all different vibes and they help keep me balanced. So if you've never thought about what helps keep you balanced and lets you sort of um, walk through your life in a way that you like the look of. Like if you're, you were an outside observer looking in. Um, and don't get me wrong, you don't have to rely on thinking about someone as an outside observer. But if you were sort of floating above your body and you were taking a look at what your life is like, either pre-COVID or during COVID, because they both have different challenges, would you like what you see? Have you ever thought about it like that? Um, the thing about it is, <laughs> leading to my next point, only you have the power. Um, I've been seeing this message all over the place, and it is a great reminder for me that even as a more um, passive person, uh, I would say I've grown grown a lot in that respect. But I think when you are definitely raised to be a good girl, you can default to passive, like, in a snap. And so... And generally, I'm a passive person because it does not um, bother me to, like, let someone else with higher priorities sort of shake things up or take things over or whatever. But I'm learning that, and I have learned over the last few years, that if I do not um, switch over to active, then it's very easy to get bulldozed. So I have to remember... I'm in charge of my life. I have the power to do things. I have the power to make decisions. In the case of right now, while I'm recording this, I have the power to be angry. <laughs> I have, or I have the power to step away from my ego, which is really raging right now, and um, sort of separate the event from the emotion that I'm feeling. That's not to block that emotion, y'all, because, you know, I say all the time, you need to feel all your feelings, and I really do believe that. However, I could hang on to anger to the point where it becomes resentment, and then that doesn't serve anyone. Then I just walk around being angry. Um, It's easy for that anger to turn into a, 
why didn't you for the other person? And then you're just walking around carrying around this issue that someone else either doesn't even know about or doesn't care about, but you are like hell bent attached to it. That's no way to live y'all. And so that's just a personal example for me, but I'm sure there are places in your life you could reflect on to see what kind of possibly emotions you're hanging on to, or even if it's just sort of um, responsibility too. Um, I started this off talking about emotions, but responsibilities are like that too, y'all. Do you feel like, um, for instance, (laughs) hate to use another pet related example, but it's just easy to think of. Are you the person who always like empties the kitty litter? And you're fine doing it, and it's a fine thing, but you're just always the one who does it. And if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. And maybe the one or two times you ask someone else to do it, they're like, I thought that was your thing to do. I don't want to do that. And you're just sort of sitting there like, wow, I usually do it without asking, you know, anything. And I'm just kind of incredulous that... All of a sudden, me asking one time is like causing World War III or whatever. Um, Unfortunately, I feel like when you're passive slash uh, good girl, they don't have to equate, but they tend to, um, it really serves people for you to serve them, for lack of a better way to put it, to just passively do things to make sure things get done because people are lazy, y'all. I hate to say it. It is what it is. Some people are lazy. Some people are selfish, or at the very least, self-centered, and it serves them for you to just do things without them having to think about it. You being on autopilot is one issue, but a lot of people walk around in their lives on with their lives on autopilot. And so um, you also are allowed to like bow out of auto-responsibilitying, if that makes sense, um, without feeling guilt. Because... It is not your job to make sure the world runs. Other people are capable of taking things on and doing things. And if they don't want to do certain things, of course, you're able to have a conversation with them and sort of parse out what works for both of you. But it's not your job to auto fall in line and like have to. If you're in a situation where you feel like you absolutely have to do everything or else it's not going to get done, er, you need to stop. That's not a healthy thought pattern. It's not a healthy behavior pattern. And it's likely a thing you've picked up over time under the guise that you are um, just making sure it gets taken care of. Or maybe you've gotten approval for doing it in the past. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do just because it is expected of you. So... Not that I necessarily am telling you to, like, go blow up your life creating uh, mountains out of molehills, but you are free from the grip of auto-responsibility. That's the thing we don't talk about enough, and um, it shouldn't have to be a default for getting things done, but it does fall in line with uh, talk about priorities because um, other people are just as capable as you are, babe, of creating priorities that take you into account. And I think that's not a thing that we talk enough about. And it's hard to have those conversations because once again, it serves other people for you to just auto do things. Um, But your priorities don't have to be someone else's priorities for them to consider you in 
the way that they live their lives and the way that they do things, especially if you're partnered with them, if you live with them, if you're in some sort of familial relationship or um, even good friends, like friendships don't get enough um, chatter, but this is the ultimate example of a relationship you you choose to be in. You don't have to be in a friendship. So when people choose not to prioritize you in any of those, but especially the voluntary ones, you don't have to stay there if it is not um, serving you anymore. And that's not to say you need to go like blow up all your friendships. <laughs> that may be a little unequal feeling, but um, you do have... I want to, I guess I want to say you have the ability to like expect that if a person wants to be in your energy, in your universe, in your time, then they should be able to consider you. You're not asking a lot for that. Okay. Stop waxing poetic, poetic about that one. Um, last two things I have to say. One, I also want you to think about how you want to feel in your body, right? So right now, like I said, I'm a bit angry and I've been talking to you for about 20 minutes now. So the way that I felt when I started this recording is not the way I feel now. I was like livid at the beginning, I'm going to be honest. Um, And I'm a quiet, angry person, so everything tends to stay in my body. I do not feel the high blood pressure or the high pulse rate that I was feeling at the beginning of this. But what I do feel now is, like with when anything happens to you, shock, anxiety, uh, you get a little bit of body fatigue. So I feel like my, you know, my adrenaline's calming down now. I can feel my pulse sort of residing. Um, I don't want to feel like that the rest of today, though. So at some point, I'm going to have to let it go. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, no blame game in the situation I'm describing today, but just very... Um, also feeling maybe disappointed. Um, also there was a little blame involved in this situation. So blame toward me actually. And so I think that's really the source of my anger mainly. Um, and so as I've been talking to you, I'm letting that go. I am letting it literally imagining it falling off, rolling off my shoulders. Um, just, escaping my body through my hands, sort of. And you don't have to do any of that. That's a little wooey, of course, not for everyone. But, like, I know for me, when I am feeling um, discombobulated in my body, um, heightened in some sort of way, normally I would take care of that by going to work out, but I can't do it right now because time constraints. And so it's definitely on my list of priorities today to go do that because it's work exercise is a great mental balance for me. And, um, that's not a tip I was going to give, but if you're a non-exerciser or if you're just exercising sort of begrudgingly, think of it as like medicine for your mind. That's not how it's marketed to us, but endorphins do make you happy as, uh, Elle Woods would tell us. (laughs) And, um, also just physiologically the benefits of exercise on our body, um, there really is a, a bit of a mental balance in addition to the physical um, benefits, I guess I'm trying to say, um, that are usually the thing that are touted to us. So in my list of priorities today, we'll be journaling some of this out because writing is catharsis for me. Um, I'm definitely going to exercise so I can like get this feeling out of my body. And then I'm also going to, 
honestly probably spend some time thinking about all the fun times that I had with my lovely little lizard. He was um, quite a character, if you ever saw him on the socials. And um, just having gratitude that I got to have him, because he was my first reptile, really. Um, And without him, there are things I wouldn't have learned about being a pet parent. I've had many dogs over the years and a cat or two, but there's just something different about having a reptile. And um, yeah, so, you know, I'll miss him, but, you know, life sort of moves on and Um, it's not equating at all, but I know a lot of you have lost people during this year and not been able to grieve them in a similar way because COVID. Um, and so who knows if you have not been intentionally self-reflective, you might be carrying that grief around with you. Um, you might not be feeling the way you want to feel in your body. So I would encourage you to maybe of course, do a bit of a body scan, but also just sit with yourself for five or 10 minutes somewhere and really feel how you're feeling. If you want to do it with music or meditation, you can, but just sit in silence. You never know what will come up out of you. Um, And I would say that prioritizing that kind of self-care, not just the bubble bathy, face masky. um glow uppy sort of advertised version is one of the most important things you can do for yourself ever. And um yeah, how you want to feel in your life, how you want to feel in your body. What do you want your life to look like? It feels very much like we're out of sorts and out of control of that, especially it has in this last year plus, but I'm here to tell you that especially with sort of life getting back to normal, quote unquote, um, it's going to feel hard to start doing things again that are real actions. But if you want to live a life of intentionality and one where you make sure you're good, you're going to have to get really intentional about your priorities and um, not feel guilty prioritizing yourself. Because especially as women, especially as good girls, you don't have to be attached to anyone in a, like, wife, girlfriend, mother capacity to not prioritize yourself. We are constantly bombarded with messages that we should serve other people, even when we are just singular beings. And I'm here to tell you, that's some BS, girlfriend. Get it out of here. Clear out the mind trash easier said than done, but that's why we're starting today. Um, That's mind trash that does not do anything for us. We don't have to um, stay imprisoned to those ideals, and we have value whether we are sitting around eating ice cream on a Saturday at 2 p.m. or we're, you know, building houses for Habitat for Humanity. I just want to remind you of that. Um, And it is okay for you to Use the word no as a complete sentence, and it's also okay for you to stop emptying the kitty litter all by yourself. (laughs) All right, so I think I've probably talked your ear off enough. I actually have to um, run myself to go do another thing. Uh, This is one is definitely a have to. Um, But thanks for hanging out with me today, y'all. Just a reminder to prioritize yourself, and if you want some help... um, or you just want a communal space to take some time for the intentional set aside. Um, I'm hosting a workshop on June 17th. 
Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can go to the link in my bio and join my Facebook group. That's where it'll be. Um, and you can get the deets for the event there. For those of you who are just listening in podcast land, I will definitely, um, I don't usually do show notes, but I'll try to put a little bit of a description and a link in the show notes. Um, by all means, you're welcome to come through. I'm going to talk about the hot mess that is me trying to prioritize my life right now. And it's time for you to come observe, um, if it's the only time you'll get to sort of jot down some notes or pull out your calendar or whatever, you're welcome to join. And, um, yeah. So until the next time, have a great day. I know you've got this. Bye. Thanks so much for making it to the end, sis. True blues like you are really hard to find. If I'm true to form, then I probably went here, there, and a little bit of everywhere in this episode. But hopefully, you still managed to uncover some gems you can apply in your life. If you have a friend that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Like, send it to them right now. (laughs) And wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, any rating that you leave, any share that you do boosts its visibility so we can welcome new members to the girl gang and they can give themselves permission to live their lives on their own terms other people's opinions be damned so let's take one small step for good girls everywhere and one brave and giant leap for ourselves until next time